0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Available in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code FINADDICS when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. Additional support comes from our friends at Manscaped, the winning name in men's below-the-belt trimming, offering engineered tools for your family jewels. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something stirring that will change this place forever. <laughs> perfect Build.
1: Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your second place, Miami Dolphins, now part of the Fanatics Network. I am Sam Marcou, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, the good doctor himself, none other than Christopher Cullen. Chris,
2: how in the hell are you, my friend? Two-time Hall of Famer, Doctor, and Chef. I got my apron on for Hatesgiving, my friend. I'm going to cook up some spicy opinions.
1: Well, there you go. Happy Hatesgiving to you and all the citizens of Perfect World. This is the fifth annual Hatesgiving Day Parade where Chris and I talk about all the things that we hate about the Miami Dolphins, about football, and life in general. And as Chris just alluded to... He's already cooking. He's got something in the oven. He's ready for the timer to go ding so he can just send that out and feed everybody all the hate. So, Chris, let's get into it. Everybody else, you know the drill here. There is no format. All gloves are off. We're just talking shit the entire episode. Chris, why don't you start off, my friend?
2: I'll oh, start us off. I'm going to hate on something right now, and it, it's very deep and personal to me, and it's the way Sony and re- retailers are handling the ordering of the PS5. Mm-hmm. I have had a PlayStation since so PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, two threes actually, and now trying to get the 5. I'm trying to give Sony my money. I've been trying for a, m- over two months. My wife's been trying. My stepdaughter's been trying. Her boyfriend's been trying. My friend Mike's been trying. None of us successful. The bots out there are just recouping them and getting them and reselling them on eBay and you idiots out there, hopefully not in Perfectville. You should know your lesson. You're smarter than this, but you idiots that buy from these, assholes that are selling them for thousands of dollars. You're the reason why we're like this. You're the reason this world's like this. You can't wait. You have to have it right now this second when there's one game out and you're not willing to wait. So you pay $1,500 So little Jimmy has a PS5 and he tells his friends he got one. It's ridiculous. Stop buying from the scalpers. Let them just eat cake and have a whole stack of PS5s in their house but not able to sell them. Wait till more get produced and buy them from the retail store. I refuse to pay any extra money for these people. They're scum of the earth scalpers and and I hate them.
1: So you hate the fact that other people have a PS five and they bought it early, even though there's not any games. But the reason you hate it is because you personally don't have one yourself.
2: Well, OK, so uh, the games that are out, I will like to play Call of Duty. Um uh miles morales the spider-man game that's enough right there to lead me into new new games coming out next year but listen sam this is hates giving and it's my time stop making it about me and calling me out on this bullshit or you're gonna be added to my hates list here which was five and could be six soon no it's not that it's because i can't get one um it's because i can't get one because the way that they're doing it what you need to do sony is to let your gold members or people that logged x amount of time and trophy systems that have played playstation it's all logged uh, that are real fans of of the system to play the games let them get first uh, dibs at it or let us at least buy it and you just send it when you got it this bullshit where you have to get on and the site breaks down you, you, it's timed like tonight walmart's releasing them at nine you refresh the app at nine o'clock i guarantee you by the time i get it to my cart it'll stay out of stock it's ridiculous it's like somebody mentioned it. it's like going to self-checkout sam and i have a ps5 in my cart and somebody comes up and goes oh no i was quicker and they grab it and walk out with it it's ridiculous it's in my cart it's mine
1: well, I also like not to harp on this point, but you said that this is Hatesgiving, and it was my time. So stop making it about me, which is kind of funny as well. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do here at Hatesgiving. We uh, we call each other on our bullshit, and we call everybody else on their bullshit. I'm with Chris. I don't I don't necessarily play video games myself. Not I don't dislike video games. They're not on my hate hate list. But I, uh, I, can, I can understand the frustration. I can feel the frustration uh, coming through the apron, coming through the microphone, coming through everything over there on the other side of the continent from Chris Cullen. Chris, anything else you want to allude to or elaborate on on, the, on this topic before we move on? Or are we, uh, are we out of the gates, ready to go, and you want me to take over?
2: Yeah, I'd check, I'd check Mark next. So I don't want to talk about it anymore.
1: All right, the blue check mark. it is verified. List number one from Chris Cullen is Sony and the way they release things and the people that buy these video games. Stop buying these video game systems so that Chris can buy his video game systems, ladies and gentlemen. Damn right. I'm on Team Chris. I'm on Team Chris. He is uh, the co-founder of Perfectville here. So do you think I'm going to say no to that? Absolutely, I'm with Chris on this. Okay, uh, here's one that I hate. I hate the fact that uh, the animals, the, just wildlife in general, Chris, seems to have figured out that we are all still sheltered in place and can't go outside. I witnessed a squirrel the other day walk across my front lawn and I looked at him and I swear to God, Chris, he started scooting his ass and rubbing his nuts all across the lawn. And he looked at me, this little bastard looked at me, this little disease ridden rat looked at me through the window. It was like, yeah, you're stuck indoors, motherfucker. I'm going to do this. I hate wildlife because they have figured out that we are stuck inside and we can't do anything. And the world is now theirs again. And they're acting, all confident and cocky and shit you guys wait you wait squirrels rabbits raccoons pandas trash pandas all you little motherfuckers out there when this covid shit is over i'm kicking every single one of you right in the asshole
2: i love how now that you called me out it's my turn you you hate wildlife meanwhile your your merchandise on your body is a dolphin a mouse and a rat it's like literally all wildlife so you're either supporting them um or or you hate them which one is it sam
1: well, I hate them because the dolphin hat is made from real dolphin and the mouse rat t-shirt is made from real mouse rats. So, uh, I I'm, I'm practicing what I preach here, Chris. I hate these little bastards. They're, they're a little too confident, a little too cocky. And you know what? My dog's too fat and lazy. When I open the door and ask him to go out and chase them, he just kind of looks at me like, uh, I'd rather have a snack.
2: Yeah. Just give it to me. Right. He, the, the, our dogs, my dogs, the same way they, uh, they tend to, um, learn our habits if they are house animals. Like my dog is the same way. It's just like you know somebody break in or something he pisses himself instead of like actually barking and attacking him because he's just a submissive asshole so uh yeah i'm with you fuck wildlife i'm team sam i'm that too man support it's all about support yeah he's giving
1: well i appreciate that and your dog is just like you i saw him online the other day bitching about people buying a ps5 so it's uncanny <laughs> how they just take on our personalities there chris so i'm out of the gate you're out of the gate you're off and running i'm off and running uh, i'm handing the baton back over to you mr christopher colin what's number two on your list of hatred here oh man,
2: me. bringing it back to sports here. This is a, you know, Dolphins podcast. So let's make it a little bit relevant. I hate preseason and midseason power rankings. Sam, they're absolutely ridiculous, they're worthless. Um, roll that into in the hunt I know we talked about it last time but this stuff doesn't matter I can't stand these three things okay and it's all these announcers and clickbait and people getting shows on on NFL Network and ESPN to fill time They're filler Sam they're talking about who's the best team in week 11 who gives a shit you don't get a trophy for that they talk about who's the best team before the season starts who gives a shit you don't know who's going to be injured who's going to quit who's going to retire you know what pandemic's going to happen you don't know they're pointless they're completely Completely ridiculous and too many people uh completely just fold their anger and their fanhood into that so that's one power rankings mid and preseason i also hate sam when announcers say that uh the last five times this t- these teams played they're four and one who gives a shit who gives a shit, especially when you play NFC teams? Do you play every four years? This is a whole different roster. This is a different coaching staff. There's different fans. We play in a different stadium. None of that matters, and they bring it up and mention it over and over and over again. Like There's some kind of luck there that we're 4-1 against the Colts the last time we played them when it was rained outside, and the, 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 the eclipse was uh, d- done at 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Like fucking cares? That stuff doesn't matter, and it doesn't mean anything, hold any water. Who's going to actually win the game when the ball's kicked off?
1: No, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, one of the reasons that we, we, I think are so popular here in the town of Perfectville is that we mock the traditional tropes of sports journalism. And one of those is preseason rankings for college football, uh, midseason rankings for uh, NFL football. And, you know, at the end of the day, the only stat that matters is who won and who lost. I mean, you could talk about everything else. You can cut it every which way but Sunday. But if your team won, then they did well. They did something well. And if your team lost, they did something bad. And that's it. That's the bottom line end of the day. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, Preseason rankings, power rankings of all sorts. We talked about this on the actual last official episode of perfectville and how much we hated it uh it's good to see that that has not changed here over the last week chris staying consistent i like it that's not something i hate i like it i love the consistency that you bring when it comes to hatesgiving
2: yeah well and like you said last week too the only power rankings that matter are uh, race links for the OKS fantasy football league because they're actually funny and they bring entertainment to our life the rest is complete horseshit uh, side
1: note, have you ever changed your strategy in our okayest fantasy football league ever based on Raceling's actual <laughs> um, uh, rankings of everything? Because every now and then he points shit out to me and I'm like, oh, he's right.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I actually just did that two weeks ago. He called me out for having like Kyle use check on my, as a starting running back and talked a bunch of shit about it. And um, I felt bad and, and, and cut him and <laughs> signed P Ryan from another team. He also did something too. And he didn't edit it in the last power rankings. He's just like, you know, you have like three two IR spots and you haven't used them. And then he did it in parentheses. He's like, oh shit. Since the last time I went back to write this, you did do it, but fuck it. I'm keeping it like that. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I live for
1: yeah I did he did he called me out because I got Isaiah Ford which uh obviously Isaiah Ford was traded to the New England Patriots as we talked about uh, ad nauseum on previous episodes of Perfect Bill and he called me out in the power rankings Chris and he goes so did you get Isaiah Ford because he was on the Miami Dolphins or did you get him because strategically you think he can be used for the New England Patriots and I in my mind I'm like oh fuck I totally just got Isaiah Ford because he was on the Dolphins and now he's on the Patriots I should cut him but I wasn't going to cut him because he would have then called me out for just being a homer so now Isaiah Ford sits on my bench <laughs> collecting no points collecting no starts only to despite race and his, uh, and his uh, power rankings. You can't
2: let him win ever. Absolutely not. Even just me talking about him for more than 30 seconds. I feel like he's just going to be jerking off when he, when he listens to this. So I can't wait till the tweets live tweets as he listens uh, as I'm the biggest fan. They called me out and talked about me for a whole segment. Well, uh, I guess
1: that leads to our uh, – we should just get back on track. We're already sidetracked here in the town of Perfectville this week with our fifth annual Hates Giving episode, the Giving Day Parade. Chris is out of the box with two. I have one. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to go back off of football here, Chris. I will get back to football because there are things about football that I fucking hate right now. But I'm going to go back to something that's been bothering me for a very long time, and I think I'm the only one. People are going to think I'm weird. But trust me when I say this, something that I absolutely loathe Absolutely love Chris dirty bars of soap. Dirty bars of soap You ever go to a friend's house Or a family member's house And you use the restroom And then you wash your hands you look down And they got a bar Of like Dove soap or something Or Irish Spring Or whatever fucking company Doesn't matter And there's like actual dirt And grime on the soap Isn't that the most disgusting Disturbing thing You've ever seen in your life How does that even happen Ladies and gentlemen It's soap The very nature of why soap exists Is to cleanse To clean To get rid of germs The fact that your soap Is just like Just nothing but a disease Bar of fucking wax Is the most disgusting thing ever And if you are worried About your bar of soap right now And you go, oh my god, I have grime on my bar of soap Please, pause this episode Go throw that shit away and get yourself a new bar of soap It makes no sense to have dirt on your soap I don't even know how that like It defies science and logic, Chris And by the way, if you're so dirty That using a bar of soap to wash your hands Makes your bar of soap gross and dirty Take a fucking shower, you disgusting pigs. I don't know what you are doing, but you're doing something wrong. You should have no dirty soap. Soap should be clean. I don't understand why anybody has dirty soap. I hate that shit.
2: I'll take this a step further, Sam. Bars of soap should not exist anymore. What year is this? Like we body wash is the way to go. Put on a loofah or a washcloth or something and wash your body. Having a bar of soap is absolutely disgusting. One, two, it brings back flashbacks, Sam. I grew up in a big family, big family. I'm the oldest of four. Okay. My mom was the disciplinarian, not the dad. You know, we can always kind of get under her skin and make them laugh or whatever. Mom, don't piss her off. She had the belt. She did the soap or whatever. We as a family use dial soap. That's the the Uh, yellow one. Uh, One time I was a smart to my mom and in a bunk bed thought i was uh, able to get away from her she's not the, the best athlete in the world and i ran up and laughed as i said some smart ass shit to her and jumped onto the top bunk i'll never forget my mom running into the bathroom grabbing a bar of used grimy dial Ugh. soap and said you don't think i can climb up there climbed up into my bed and grinded it on my teeth Dial yellow soap. Sam, that's why I had to give a gab now, because it got washed out by fucking dial soap by my mom. But bless her, I uh, I'm a good adult now because of the discipline. I needed it. I was a smart ass mofo.
1: Yeah. When it comes to the different soap flavors, dial is by far one of the worst that's out there. Irish Spring, if you if you were a rich, you know, kid that had nice parents, you had <laughs> Irish Spring soap uh, poured it's into amazing. your mouth. Yeah, but uh, especially when you're going against Dial, I mean that's just like eating wax and ugh, dog shit. That's yeah. I, I'm sorry that happened to you. Your, I was your picking mother... soap
2: suds out of like grime from my teeth, and I have a gap in my teeth a little bit. Not nothing like stray hand, but enough to where it could fill in. And that shit is just fucking disgusting. What a horrible taste. Ruined dinner.
1: I know. Some you're looking right now, like, what does that really matter? It matters. I, if I go to your house and you have dirty soap, I will call you out on it, and then I'm going to walk Like a hair on it.
2: Uh-huh. that's the worst.
1: Especially when it's like a dark curly hair. It's just like, what, what are you doing with the soap? I mean, yeah, you're right. Just, I don't know. Groom yourself. Like a, I'd rather have a dog lick my face than use dirty bars of soap from somebody.
2: There was like a line of friends, I think when Joey and Chandler are talking and their roommates and Joey says something along the lines of like, what's the last thing I wash and the first thing you wash with the soap? And he's just yeah. like, oh, like yeah, exactly. You're washing your face immediately. Dude, I just wash between the chode man and the taint side. You, you don't want to be put rubbing that thing on your fucking face, soap or not.
1: No, you do not. So uh, I'm glad there's somebody in attendance here. The co-founder of Perfectville. This is why we get along so well, Chris. You understand me. I understand you. We get each other. Uh, we now have two out of the box here. One, one, two for me. One, two for you. It's now on to number three here on the Hates Giving Day Parade, Chris. What else do you hate,
2: uh, Sam? I had to get a drink of Gatorade vodka here because this is my uh, this is my bread and butter one here, Sam. I okay, I'm essential. Uh, we used to have a rotating schedule. During that rotating schedule, I was home quarantined for a whole week. I've got my list here, Sam. And if you can see, if you can't see, it's one, two, three. And then there's the third one. This is what I'm talking about now. There's four bullet points, Sam. I'm furious and I hate this. And it's commercials during the quarantine. Sam, I can't hear during these tough times. One more time. The Bud Light commercial, where the guy's like, Bud Light here, Bud Light. And he's got the thing or whatever. There's a commercial where he goes, Don't think, uh, you, you think I'm walking here with my beer, that's going to change. Well, I still do my super, my, my touchdown celebration dance. And you hear the TV with the open window, touchdown. And he's like, Oh yeah. And he starts fucking dancing like a fat piece of shit. I hate him. Then there's a one local here to North Carolina, delicious food. Bojangles. Yeah. Great. The South, it's kind of like Biscuitville, Sam. You kind of only know it if you're from the South. Bojangles has a commercial right now. They're running on the radio and the TV where they have this fucking chicken bagok, right now, like in the background, every two seconds, it's insufferable. And then these two, Sam, help me. God, I swear to God. Oh <sighs> there's a commercial with Snoop Dogg walking on the beach, oh, and God. the shell rings. Fucking it's the bad worst bunny. fucking thing. And he's like, bye-bye. Oh, it's the playa, not playa. He's like, I'm from Long Beach, playa. I know the playa. And then he goes, oh, well, how are you feeling, bro? And he's like, wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee. I don't know what the fuck he says. It's actually ridiculous. He's wearing the most ridiculous glasses in the world. I know I sound like an old man yelling at a cloud right now, but every time <laughs> that commercial comes on, I change the fucking channel. But here's the worst one. This one, my wife literally now changes it when it comes on, because I just, I can't see Stand it. It's an AT and T commercial where she's pushing the five G out, and this guy is through the glass in a mask and says, "You should consider making a big deal about this." And she said, "You mean the bigger than what I'm doing now?" He said, "I said bigger." No, you did not. You said big. You did not say bigger. And every time that fucking commercial comes on, I want to rip the guy's head off and punch that bitch in the fucking boobs because they're huge. Google it. And it's the worst <laughs> commercial in history. Finally, they've moved on, I think, and they're showing a different commercial now. They've upgraded a little bit and they say HBO now and it goes, Rawr. that's more better. I, I, can, I can deal with that. But that AT&T commercial and that Corona commercial, Sam, I swear to God, I want to rip my goddamn eyes and ears out every time it plays.
1: Uh, well, speaking of which, that is a great segue because we have to take a break and pay some bills with some of our (laughs) commercials after Chris just went nuts on all the things commercials. So, uh, listen to these commercials. If you're watching us on YouTube, watch these commercials and see if you agree with Chris or not. When it comes to the third thing on his list, which are the COVID related commercials that have been going on over the last few months. And while you guys do that, I'm going to go Google Lily from AT&T's
0: Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. The holiday season has come once more, so return those pubes to the times of yore. Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. You've skipped the tricks, now avoid the nicks. With the Lawnmower 3.0's proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Not to mention it's waterproof power so you can shave in the shower. Also included in the perfect package is the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, the Crop Reviver for quick spritz refreshing, a pair of Manscaped high performance anti-chafing boxers, and a t-shirt. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20% and get free shipping. Tis the season to trim the trees and feel the breeze between your knees. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie, and when you do, use the promo code FinzUp to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. You put in two hundred, they'll match you another one hundred in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And we're back. The second half of these fifth annual hates giving day
1: parade here in the town of perfectville he's chris colin i am sam marcu and so far we've made a list of at least five things that both chris and i hate and uh, you can go back and listen i'm not going to recap it for you because you know what i hate i hate recap lists and recap shows but that's not my number three on this list here chris that's a little bit of a bonus easter egg there uh number three i'm going to actually go back to the nfl you talked about the nfl i'm going to talk about the nfl this is something that's been bothering me for quite some time and it really doesn't even affect the miami dolphins as much as it does other teams but i hate the one One helmet a season rule that the NFL has put in in relation to concussions. Now, I'm all about getting, you know, safer protocol when it comes to these players so that they're not bashing their brains out every single play, every single game, every single week. But when it comes to like the throwback uniforms and they can't do certain throwback uniforms because they can't use a different helmet throughout the season, fuck that. Get rid of that rule. That's stupid as hell. It's ruining one of the things of the game, which is to have that nostalgic when you want to go back and watch, you know, the Detroit Lions from 1987. But you can't because they. had a silver helmet or a gray helmet and now they have a silver helmet and the nfl doesn't allow you to have more than one helmet used throughout the season because of concussion issues fuck that figure out the helmet situation before the season we know when they're going to use throwbacks we know when they're going to use alternates let them use whatever helmet and i'm talking about the tampa bay buccaneers with the you know bucko bruce and everything they can't do that because they have a different you know pewter now on their helmet just why can't you vet out the helmets prior to the season and go okay so for week 10 when the tampa bay buccaneers want to remind everybody how they were the worst franchise for 40 fucking years in those creamsicle jerseys and helmets why can't they just have that already approved put a little fucking sticker on it and say this one's good to go go have fun why can't they do that chris why am i going to be robbed of my nostalgic childhood memories of these shitty teams and their shitty uniforms because the nfl figures that this is a way to stop people from getting concussions has it stopped one concussion yet i doubt it
2: so explain the rule a little bit to me i didn't know this was a thing so like whatever helmet you get in week one you have to use that same helmet all year
1: yeah they they they're not allowed to switch and go to different helmets. So they they I don't know and somebody's going to correct me. I'm sure I'm getting this all wrong, but as I understand it and that's all that matters because this is my fucking show, goddammit, <laughs> is that you're only allowed to use like one helmet so like the Miami Dolphins can use the same helmet because they have the same colors they just rip the stickers off and put the old school sticker like we see on your on your uh, desk right there but a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they can't use the throwbacks with the old logo because it's a white helmet versus their pewter helmet now and since it's a different helmet it it doesn't allow them to switch helmets you're not allowed to switch to different helmet types or different helmets throughout the season yeah so you're only allowed to basically use the one helmet
2: that's insane. It's That's stupid. absolutely insane. Yeah. Like you'd think actually with concussions, a newer helmet unused would be more, safer like i i just or being a, why does the nfl need to do this why do they need to like just add rules and 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 have all this control like kind of loosen up a little bit man like uh, the nba did a great job you know with the names on the jerseys and things like that like it, it's absolutely ridiculous the nfl is uh they call it the no fun league exam and they've loosened up a couple of things but jesus christ that's just insane
1: no it's 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 so stupid and it's not like they're wearing the old helmets from 1979 <laughs> it's today's technology just in a you know an old package i it's just i it It bothers me to no end, and I'm sure I'm missing the nuance of the rule here, Chris, but that doesn't matter. We don't deal with nuance and details in the town of Perfectville. We hate that shit. We're talking about just big-picture shit, and I hate the fact that I can't see my fucking bucko, Bruce, Tampa Bay Buccaneer throwback creamsicle jerseys because the helmets can't be used because the NFL has some bullshit rule about concussions that doesn't allow it. So that's what I hate.
2: Right, well, moving on, Sam I hate nuances no, I'm just kidding <laughs> No, but here's what I here's my here's my next one Sam what I hate and and it's annoying and I know uh, fans are gonna agree with me and I know you're gonna agree with me too Sam, can we just get rid of the cliche announcer voice? Like, can that not be a thing anymore? Like, there's even, like, these women announcers that are on ESPN that, like, talk like this because they think that's how you're supposed to sound. And it's absolutely nasally ridiculous, and it causes for just the most annoying way that they call us the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill and Tua Tango Bailoa. Like, it is just... Absolutely absurd. It needs to go. We need to get rid of this cliche that that's how you're supposed to sound. You're not talking it to a metal can anymore at Wrigley Field, um, like Harry Carey, where you have to be like, all right, welcome to the game, guys. It's a bright one o'clock p.m. start. No, talk normal. This is absolutely ridiculous. It needs to go.
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't disagree there, Chris. I think the whole thing is a bunch of bullshit. Nobody should have to talk like this ever again. Since when is sounding like a guy who's got a cold calling a baseball game from 1937? The standard in which we keep everybody. It's bullshit, Chris. It's kind of like late night talk show. Everybody has the same fucking format because one guy did it once successfully. It's like, no, think for your own, have your own voice, do things differently. It's like they all went to the same broadcasting school and said, this is how you're going to have to do it. It's really ridiculous. It's actually really fucking weird and, and creepy quite frankly. So I don't disagree with you. I hadn't really thought about it that much, but now that you put that out into the universe, now that the town of Perfectville now has this thought bubble out there, I'm going to hear this every single week when I watch football and now it's going to annoy me. And that's going to make me want to put you on the list next year of things I hate for ruining every announcer everywhere for me.
2: Well, Sam, I'm done with my list. uh, So bring it back to you.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to actually uh, stay on the announcer thing. I hate that people hate Joe Buck. Everybody seems Mm. to hate Joe Buck unless you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I don't get the hate. What am I missing here? Yes, he does have the weird announcer voice Like you just talked about He actually might be uh, uh, the, the whole fucking reason why you hate that Is because he is that But his dad was an announcer He's grown up in sports He seems to know his stuff I don't know Every time I watch any sort of sporting event Where Joe Buck is on there I don't know what's happening in the game Because everyone is so focused on hating Joe Buck And I don't understand what he did wrong to everybody Did he show up at your house And piss in your Wheaties And then fuck your wife I don't know what Joe Buck did To get all this hate I mean, I just don't get it I don't really think about the man But very much but i hate the fact that everyone else hates him i feel bad for the guy and then i remember that he probably makes like 50 million a year and then i fucking start hating joe buck
2: so i don't really know what i think here chris it's actually funny that you said that because i thought that before where i listen to world series or um you know sunday night football on fox or something and like there's there's nothing wrong with the guy like they, he, there he it's like really unnecessary hate that he gets and i don't know if it's because like he kind of like got the gig because of who his dad was um, but I, I don't understand at all because he he's good, like he knows the stuff, like you said. Uh he he, he does a w- real good job and he has a great chemistry with Aikman where he you know throws it back to him and stuff, and they know when each other about to talk or say something. And uh, I just I've really never understood that Joe Buck hate at all because there's so many worse announcers out there. Um, like Booger McFarland. Seriously, like that. I mean that guy's terrible. Rich Gannon. Like, oh god, fuck Rich Gannon, sidearm asshole. But yeah. Like these guys suck. And like Joe Buck goes out there and does a pretty damn good job. And it's just like nothing on Twitter, but you know, this guy sucks. All oh, great. Joe Buck on my TV again. And you're like, what the fuck did this guy do.
1: I feel like one guy hated Joe Buck and maybe had a reason to hate Joe Buck. And then everyone else is almost like viral Went, Oh, well, you hate him. Then I hate him, too. And they started jumping on this bandwagon. And now you've got people you have like 10 year olds on Twitter, Chris, that are cussing out Joe Buck. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What what frame of reference do you have, Junior, to talk about Joe Buck as a shitty announcer at 10 years old? I mean, I don't understand. I really just don't understand it.
2: Yeah, and he, he does a real good job, too, when, like, uh, you know, something big happens or whatever. Like, he's got that real good, like, real quick. He's like, I in it far! You know, like, he's real good. On that note, and I'm, this isn't something I hate, there's – Gus Johnson Gus. N- needs to have more big-time, primetime games. Like, he's incredible. He's the most excited guy ever announcing a sporting event, and he's on, like, Oklahoma versus TCU on Saturday afternoons. Like, he needs to be doing the big – Primetime games because he goes Fucking ballistic Down the sideline Like just crazy And he absolutely needs to go back to doing MMA Because he's great at doing that
1: Well, I think Gus Johnson's calling his own shot at this point He really likes college football because that brand Of announcing actually uh, Works really well with that with that sport But I, I would disagree in that He doesn't need to do more games, he just needs to do more Stuff. I think Gus Johnson Calling the election results would be absolutely (laughs) fantastic like imagine you just you're sitting there and uh, as the states states are going red and blue and all that other stuff you got gus johnson just stalking over the top of that uh that would make the night just so much better so much more entertaining biden
0: takes michigan (laughs)
1: trump isn't conceding is he gonna concede we don't know and he's just going nuts i would love it that's what gus johnson needs to do we just need to have gus johnson do everything announcing for all different things outside of sports maybe no no more sports for gus johnson but every other part of life uh would be perfect announcing covid results for patients that went in and got a test gus johnson could be the guy that tells you yes or no i mean i think that would be a better use of gus johnson's uh energy
2: I mean, it sucks. I tested positive, but at least Gus Johnson was really excited about it. So, I was gonna quit. I tested positive for a deadly disease, and I'm stoked, man. It's mainly just because Gus Johnson was
1: all about it. He's like, Down the sidelines, that's where you're gonna fall down and die. The <laughs> sidelines,
2: and you're like, Okay, I feel good about it. I feel great. I feel now, great. Now, we need to do a sketch of Gus Johnson just doing random normal things like ordering food and just screaming through the drive-through. <laughs>
1: Well, you just added a sidebar to the things I hate. We always come up with all these great, brilliant ideas for sketches and, and, and skits and everything else that we could be doing on the show. And we're never going to get to any of them. We're just not going to ever do them. Um, but uh, before we jump on, because I think you've got your fifth and final thing to hate, and so do I. But we're talking about Joe Book. We talked about Jocuss Johnson. You mentioned Troy Aikman. Do you remember that story a couple of years ago that came out? This lady uh, tried to uh, basically dox Troy Aikman because he, he started texting her and messaging her on Twitter uh, when he was coming into town to call a game, uh, basically wanted to get together. And like the text was basically like, hey, do you want to get together and fuck? And uh, she put it out there like, hey, look at Troy Aikman like trying to fuck me. And then Troy Aikman's like, well, yeah, I'm not married. I'm a single guy and I like to have sex with women. By the way, aren't you married? And like check all the texts that you've had with
2: me over the time.
1: You totally nice. flipped the script on her. It was amazing.
2: That, I, ne- I don't I've never heard that story. I need to look it up because that sounds incredible that he's not married. And he's just like, yeah, I'm trying to bang. Like, aren't you married, idiot?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was fantastic. Like he like because I remember seeing it. like, OK, here comes another one. This guy is going to get in trouble. It's probably about maybe even 10 years ago at this point. It was it was actually a while back, but uh, he was just like totally that. This is a lesson for everybody out there. You get called on something, whether you're in the right or wrong. If it happened, just admit it just admit it because you take all the power away from the other people as soon as that happens. So it's one of the things they teach you when you get into entertainment school is, Hey, if you fuck up, just announce it, announce that you fucked up and move on with your life. There's really no announcing school, by the way, uh, at least for entertainment. Um, But uh, yeah, he just came out. I was like, yeah, I totally tried to have sex with her. She's like a hot woman and I'm a single guy. And I'm a quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback. Why would I not try to like leverage that and have sex with hot women? Like, that's the whole point of being a fucking professional Hall of Fame quarterback. (laughs) And he's like, by the way, I think she's married. So, you know, deal with that shit.
2: Yeah. He's like, and by the way, if anybody else is uh, listening to this, I will be doing the Tampa game next week. Um, And again, I like getting my dick wet. So, you want to hang out? I'll be at the hotel.
1: I mean, how much play did he get after that story, bro? Because there was probably a bunch of women like, all right, game on. I know where I stand with this guy or where I should be sitting anyways.
2: (laughs) Or if you're Uh, like me and you're like, oh, shit, he's not married. Like, I didn't know. (laughs) Like, who's not married these days? Like, or with somebody. So Troy Aikman's just a genius. He's like, hey, what's up? Uh, I'm a bachelor. I'm a millionaire. I'm famous. And have Super Bowl rings. See if we can fit him inside you. Like, he can just do whatever he wants. (laughs)
1: best part about this is i maybe it wasn't troy aikman and now i'm thinking it was a different quarterback we totally just <laughs> fucked troy aikman um his wife's like what <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird way to find out we're divorced uh <laughs> the
2: fuck is this, this is i'm pretty sure it was troy aikman because yeah. i remember just going i had a newfound respect for him uh all right we're, we're like that the- story what's that story who who is that comedian that uh, uh tom segura he's he came out and said that his dad said uh jack nicholson's gay like as he's a kid so his whole life he was just like telling people and then finally his dad's like wait like he's an adult he's like jack nicholson is gay he probably said that joking around like his whole life he been said that's you this story troy aikman he's completely he's married with like eight kids
1: yeah well you know what my dad did uh growing up he's dead now thank god but uh at the time when he was Jesus. alive <laughs> what I hate my dad at Thanksgiving Um, at the time that he was alive he used to tell me that he did all these things like he was like a black belt in karate and that he fought some war so you know as a, as a son you wouldn't brag about your dad so I would tell all my friends about how my dad was this black belt in karate so then like my friends would go to my dad when they see him like were you a black belt in karate and he'd look at him like they farted in church and be like I don't know what you're talking about and they'd be like well Sam told us that you were a black belt in karate he's like Oh, Sam's a liar and just tell him fuck with me and make me lose all credibility with my friends up until I was like you know 10 years old or some shit was such an asshole
2: that was a fighter pilot in vietnam he's like i was born in 68 what the hell are you talking about
1: (laughs) uh parents all right well we're uh we're wrapping down we got one each here chris i believe it is your turn to move on and finalize your list for the fifth annual Giving day parade
2: sam what do we do every sunday during football uh
1: drink and cuss and 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 who do, we, who,
2: who, who do we watch? Who do we root for? Oh, the Miami Dolphins. I painted my room aqua, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it's white. I've got, I'm sitting at a handmade Miami Dolphins bar. I'm wearing a Dolphins hat. I have Dolphins memorabilia that's old as I am, okay? Fuck off if you haven't been a Dolphins fan before this season. Mm. Fuck off if you weren't a fan when Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, and Gus Farratt and Cleo Lemon were our quarterbacks and we were terrible and we're constantly 7-9, 6-10. and, nine, six and 10. Fuck off if all of a sudden you're going to try to jump on this bandwagon. We have been through too much pain, too much adversity and too many losing seasons. To We, we have no room. We have no room for you because we've been here. We've been here, been sitting here this entire time. It's like we are sitting across the street from a house, right, Sam? We have no power. We're freezing cold. People across the street have power. They got heat. Don't even know their names. All of a sudden... I get a pool in the backyard and um, my lights get turned on and I got heat and they're coming over, bringing pie. They want to be friends. Fuck you. You weren't here when I had sweaters on and and fires, barrels lit in the living room. You can't come jump in my pool. You can't swim in my pool. Get out of here. Fuck off. Go be a Niners fan or something. Pick the fucking team of the week uh, and leave us alone. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan prior to this season and us drafting Tua and getting all this draft capital, great. you're you're a fan you enjoy this enjoy these wins enjoy this success (coughs) enjoy not being able to choke like the Dolphins did last week against the Broncos just enjoy the Dolphins you get to if you weren't here from the beginning fuck off
1: I, I mean I I agree with all of that I'm just uh I I I I kind of feel like the people that are bandwagon fans are way happier in life than we are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we, the day that the dolphins win the super bowl, they'll never be a more jubilant group of people than Miami dolphins fans that have been there since the beginning, you know, basically born into this, but the people that are bandwagon fans are like happy on some level their entire lives so in a way I kind of admire that but I, I I get what you're saying I don't disagree with anything that you're saying but it would be so much fun to just have your team win every single year like oh you know I and look I am a Lakers fan I mean, I'm gonna be accused of being a bandwagoner fan but uh you know oh the Lakers won this year but last year I was a fucking Raptors fan and the year before that I was a Warriors fan because why because fuck it why would I hang on to these losers I'm just gonna follow these winners everywhere I I kind of admire it in a way because that does mean they have to keep up with sports. Right. So at least they're involved in the conversation. But I agree. I, uh, but how do you vet that, Chris? I mean, how do, if the Miami Dolphins win it all this year, are we going to walk around and see anybody in a Dolphins jersey and be like, explain to me when you bought that? I need to see receipts. I need to see the timeline. We're not going to be able to vet f- that out ever.
2: No, I know within 30 seconds of talking to somebody if they're an actual fan or not, and it happens all the fucking time here, especially in North Carolina, where there was only a team as recent as 1995. Mm. You have all these people that have lived here that are 50 40 years old that for half of their life rooted for another team like they literally were emotionally invested into the either the dolphins the redskins or the cowboys that's like the three right around here and all i hear is oh i used to be a huge marino fan i used to love the dolphins in the 80s um they're my second team now like you're not a real fan because and i'll know immediately because i'll be like yeah can you believe you know you know to and you know, Preston williams out for a couple of days and they're just like yeah yeah that's crazy. I'm mean, like, you don't even know who fucking Preston Williams is. You're not even a real fucking fan. Get the fuck out of my office. Like I, that I know immediately, if I mention just like one like second tier guy, that's not Ryan Fitzpatrick Tua or Parker. If I'm just like, yeah, hey, Ahmed, right? Like what a game. They'll be like, yeah, well, good tackling out there. And you're just like, fuck off, dude. Like you're, you just go root for the Redskins. Uh, it, it happens, or the Washington football team. Sorry. Um, it happens all the time here, especially in a state where there wasn't a team their whole life. Um, it happens all the time. And I can't stand it. I hate them
1: so how old are you when the Marlins became a franchise? oh geez I knew it no I no no I, I'm not I'm not accusing no, you no 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 a no, no. bandwagoner I, but I, I, so, I'm curious <clears throat> how old were you you were like six right
2: no not even so I was born 87 uh, 93 when they were uh, introduced so okay so you you I probably weren't six, attached six, to a base you probably weren't attached
1: to a baseball team Prior to that, right?
2: No, there was no baseball team in the state of Florida. I was born in South Florida. Um, the Braves were the game that they showed locally, um, and and honestly, I don't I don't even remember. Like I, I I hardly remember going to the 1998 opener against the Mets, where we got replica World Series rings after the '97 World Series. I, I got allowed to stay up late to watch the extra innings of game uh, Game Seven in the uh, 1997 World Series because I was ten. Like I, I I hardly remember that. So I was so young. Like I, I didn't make a conscious effort to stop rooting for a team that I had been rooting for for 10, 20 years and and choose another. So that correct.
1: No, no, no. I wasn't accusing you of that. I I know I'm trying to place the timeline together because that is something I've heard from our dear friend, Casey Brock, who is uh, an Atlanta Braves fan. And he's a little bit older. He's more my age than yours. So he was about 11, 10 or 11 when the Marlins came on. So he was already ingrained in the Atlanta Braves baseball. But one of his big bitches is that he lives in South Florida. And when the brave or when the uh, Marlins came on board, all of a sudden people were jumping from Braves fans to the Marlins because they were the local team. And he's like, how do you not have loyalty to your team? So I was just kind of curious about that because I, I can remember being a Dodgers fan in like 1988. And that was like the first year. Obviously, they won the World Series that year. But I remember being a fan that season. And that's like my earliest memory. And I was six when they won that won that World Series. So it's right around there where you start to really get attached to a team. I think up until around six or seven, you're allowed to jump around and figure out what it is you like. But once you're around six or seven years old, that's when you have to start saying, look, I got to be loyal to this team, whether they win forever or lose forever. That's my team. After that, you're just a, you're a dirty, disgusting bandwagoner if you start switching teams after six or seven. You get six years on this life before you have to just plant roots on a team.
2: Well, and it's funny too. Um, just the mentality of it, I'll explain a little bit. It um, they're a division rival, you know. They're in the, where they're in the NL East. Uh, but I, I hate the Mets. I hate the Phillies. Um, I, I've never minded the Braves. Um, it, it, not their fans, not anybody. Like I, lo- I thought John Smoltz and Greg Maddox and uh, Andrew Jones and Chipper Jones in the '90s and 2000s, like that was they won the division every year they're like the patriots it's kind of like you just i hate the jets and bills and you kind of just like have to fucking respect the patriots it was almost like the same thing with the braves bobby cox was a cool guy like uh yeah so it was it's just one of those things like i never we never played them and i was like oh fuck you know fuck the braves but it's like nationals don't matter but you know what cares about them but the, the phillies and the Mets, holy shit dude i hate their fans
1: it's interesting you say that too because as a dodgers fan i hate the San Francisco Giants. I hate the San Diego Padres. I really don't mind the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Colorado Rockies, probably because they're a little bit newer. But they're—I don't know—they're just kind of like over there. I'm like, oh yeah, fine, whatever. Just I guess you're you're a division rival. A um, little bit of trivia here before we move on to the last part of Hates uh Do you know who the first team to play the Florida Marlins Dodgers. in their inaugural season? It was the Los Angeles Char- Dodgers.
2: Yeah, I was uh, not at that game, but I remember watching it. It was sold out. Charlie Huff pitched for the Marlins.
1: That was going to be my next question: of who was the actual pitcher, former Dodger
2: Charlie Huff, and the Marlins won that game. I was fucking pissed. I remember watching. (laughs) I'll I'll never forget that. I'll never forget at six years old, and it was like front page of the Palm Beach Post, front page of the Miami Herald, uh, the first opening game, and those horrible orange seats. And I remember uh, my dad. I I asked him. I was like, Dad, how does the football field fit in the stadium? And we talked about it. It was really cool. So uh, yeah, I'll never forget the the Dodgers was first game. Charlie Huff pitched for us. And, and and those ugly teal uniforms god they're bad
1: yeah it was like a real bad teal like they're trying to play off of uh, the miami dolphins colors and south florida colors and uh they didn't get it right like, like what was they mixed them with
2: whites and some bleach and it just like got too bright <laughs> like it was bad now the ones in uh, uh two them three when we won with doncer willis and josh beckett with them pinstripe pants and the uh you know the black and silver oh chef kiss that those are great those are great 97 wasn't bad either when they had, like, the vest. The vests were kind of cool back in those days. But, yeah, those early teal. Ugh. There
1: you go. Uh, all right. So I guess it's on me, right? We you did your five. I've, I've done four. Uh,
2: now, Sam, why don't you round us out and finish up the list?
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that, Chris, because uh, it's time to finish up the list, as Gus Johnson might possibly say at some point. And I'm going to say this. I, I This is not our regular episode of Perfectville, and we're probably going to talk about this at length on the actual regular episode of Perfectville this week, but it bears repeating. So if this is the first time you hear it and then you listen to the next episode of Perfectville and you hear it again, you've been warned. We lost to the Denver Broncos this past week. It was a bad loss. We didn't look good. We're going to talk all about it on the regular season or on the regular episode of Perfectville this week, but I hate the fact that one loss – His fifth game as a quarterback, everyone is like, we made a fucking mistake. Tua's is the wrong guy. We fucked up. I told everybody we fucked up and we fucked up. He's a terrible quarterback. We shouldn't have drafted him. We have to go get Trevor Lawrence. We have to somehow figure out a way to trade with the Jets to get Trevor Lawrence in the first round. We should have gotten, you know, that weird psycho guy. who looks like he's going to shoot up his high school that uh, plays for the Chargers. Now we should have gotten him instead. Justin Herbert. We should have gotten fucking Joe Burrow who doesn't even have a leg to stand on quite literally right now. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Every quarterback in the history of the league has lost at least one game as a starting Quarterback, shut the fuck up and, and just relax. We have more wins this season than we had all of last season. Everyone is still on Miami's jock right now, and rightfully so. We have a lot of good pieces. We were never going to win the Super Bowl this year. We didn't even think Tua was really going to start until later, later, later in the year. He's getting good experience. He's done some really good things. He's already had a fourth quarter come from behind victory <laughs> on his resume against the Arizona fucking Cardinals, a team that's going to the playoffs, by the way. Yet everyone wants to just shit on his head and then throw him back. Back to fucking cal or uh fucking i almost said kalamazoo that's not it alabama (laughs) (laughs) same fucking place how old am i but uh it's like shut settle down doll fans everywhere whether you're a you know a, a bandwagoner or not just shut the fuck up settle down and let's not get the pitchforks out and start stabbing this young man uh at least until you know if he loses to the jets then you know game fucking on but just settle down i hate the fact that you guys are so reactionary to every little thing. Now, in the game, during the game, totally makes sense. All bets are off. It's a time warp. Those three and a half hours were in the game. You could talk about the worst thing. You could talk about his mom. You could talk about his dad. You could talk about whatever. When the game is over, you got to settle back down. We're a week away or we're almost a week out from that loss. And people are still questioning whether we should have Tua Tungavailoa as our starting quarterback or even on the team. Calm the fuck down. I hate yeah. this.
2: Yeah. Everybody is way too reactionary in anything these days. Like you have to be the first news outlet to break a, break a breaking news story. You have to be the first one to uh, make a post on Reddit and get karma for it. That means nothing guys. It, it's, you win five games in a row and all of a sudden, like we expect to be the 72 Dolphins. Like we're still a, the youngest team in the NFL. You guys realize that. Right. And Tua is still a rookie who is uh, got now putting more and more tape out there for teams to see and watch the, the 22 tape. There's some open spots that he's missed, but man. We, we have a really tough time getting separation and giving them a chance to throw the football, and the blocking was atrocious. We'll, we'll get into this in the next episode uh, uh, when that releases. You'll hear all about it because, man, I got a bone to pick with the defense. Uh, you don't want to get me started on that, but you need to chill the fuck out. He's a rookie. It's been five weeks. I hate it, too, Sam.
1: Imagine you go five and two, you know, over the last seven weeks, half of a season, basically the Miami dolphins have more than a winning record and everyone's mad. Like, I don't understand the mindset of Miami dolphins fans right now. And again, it's a bubble. It's a vacuum. It's Twitter. It's not everyone else. I think, you know, people that are off social media are probably a little more, you know, uh, wired the correct way they went oh we lost too I had a bad game that sucks hopefully he does better next time but the people that I follow the people that I look at the citizens of Perfectville are out there pulling their hair out running around saying oh my god we fucked up we got the wrong guy no it's like no it's just settle the fuck down give him at least one more week if he loses to the Jets then, then we string him up and throw him in the ocean but other than that no calm the fuck down he lost to a Denver Broncos team in his fifth game of the season big fucking whoop I shit my pants three times this week, and I'm not even upset. Like I just move on with my life. You guys should as well. Uh, and we're going to move on to, you know, the next episode of Perfect Bill. This has been a very good Hates Giving. I don't hate this episode of Hates Giving, Chris.
2: No, yeah, Sam, I actually hate that it's over. I hate
1: that it's over too. And you know what else I hate? I hate you, Chris.
2: I hate you too, my friend, Mouse Rat. Check them out next Sunday in Parks and Recreation. Uh,
1: We could take my shirt and your chef uh, apron and get ourselves a nice Thanksgiving dinner after the end of Hatesgiving. And on behalf, oh, Chris wants to say something.
2: Well, I was just going to say, Sam, thanks for throwing it back to me. You're like Joe Buck and Aikman. We got that chemistry. I was Uh, just going to say, we'll see you Sunday when we watch the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be a great game. And uh, that makes you Joe Buck. That makes me Troy Aikman. I'm going to go
1: find a woman to fuck hopefully she's not married (laughs) doesn't matter if she is i'm a super bowl pro hall of famer quarterback it doesn't matter to me i went to ucla and oklahoma at the same time my brains are mush i'm troy aikman
2: (laughs) i learned this in announcer school there's too much dead air we need to get out of here (laughs) and with that chris anything else you'd like to say that's it for me my friend
0: Well,
1: that's it for me as well. So on behalf of Chris Cullen, the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, and me, Sam Marcoux, and everybody at the Fanatics Network, goodbye from Perfectville. Later.